In the 10th chapter of Mark, there's a recording of the healing of a man uh, by the name of Bartimaeus. He is a blind man. We want to look at that miracle today to try to better our understanding of the scriptures, to see just what this particular record of the healing of this blind man can say to us today. So briefly, let's just simply look at the passage and then we'll kind of come back and talk about that. Verse number 46. Then they came to Jericho and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a large crowd, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road. He heard when he heard that it was Jesus, the Nazarene, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many were sternly telling him to be quiet, but he kept crying out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him here. So they called the blind man saying to him, take courage, stand up. He's calling for you. And throwing aside his cloak, he jumped up and came to Jesus. And answering him, Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabona, I want to regain my sight. And Jesus said to him, go, your faith has made you well. And immediately he regained his sight and began following him on the road. Now, the first thing that we need to understand, and it was that we're not going to get into all of the, um, the conceptualism in understanding miracles. But what we need to understand is Jesus performed many miracles a lot of them. And the writers of the New Testament, that is the gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, only recorded certain, of course, they were being directed by the Holy Spirit, but they only recorded certain uh, miracles in the record of Jesus's gospel that they were giving that dealt with the perspective or the theme that they were trying to highlight, something in particular. So the point is that all of the miracles that the writers recorded had significance, and that's why they were included in the Gospels. Because we note that at the very end of John's Gospel, John gave us insight to what was really going on. What did he say? Jesus had done so many miracles in that three and a half year period. Jesus had done so many miracles that all the books in the world could not contain the miracles that Jesus did. But these were written for a reason so that you'll have faith that Jesus is the son of God and that he is the Messiah. But the point that John is simply saying is all of the miracles that are contained in the gospel writings deal with some type of theme or or thematic perspective that the writer is giving. So, okay, enough of that. So when we look at the healing of Bartimaeus, exactly what is the writer? What is Mark trying to say to us? What is God trying to say to us in the gospel of Mark? Now, the first thing that you see is, and we always need to recognize, is the contextualness of the passage. That is, when we look at verse 32, we begin to find out that Jesus is, this is the final 
moments of Jesus's ministry, and he is going to Jerusalem for the last time. And we we already remember all of the threats that were against his life and things of that nature. But nevertheless, the people with him, that is Jesus's own disciples, as well as some of the people who were traveling with him, were really astounded how determined Jesus was to go to Jerusalem. Nevertheless, so as Jesus is going to Jerusalem, remember, this would be his final time that he would go. And we know that Jesus would be crucified. He tells his disciples these things. Son of man is going to go up to Jerusalem. He's going to be mistreated by the chief priests as well as the Gentiles. Ultimately, they will scourge and crucify him. And after three days, Jesus would rise from the dead. And Jesus tells them that again. He told them that we know even as earlier as Peter's great confession. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. But nevertheless, what we find out. Now, this is the key to understanding. Even though Jesus tried to make his disciples to understand what his purpose was in coming into the world, presenting himself as the Messiah to the Jews and and the need, the need. And this is so important here, the need of the Messiah to be crucified, that the Messiah should die on the behalf of his people, that his shed blood should be for the remission of sins. He emphasized this thing. OK. And even though he emphasized it so greatly, it just could not penetrate. It didn't penetrate the mind of his disciples that Jesus, the Messiah, would be crucified and that the Messiah would rise from the dead. They just couldn't deal with it. And so no matter how much Jesus would tell them about it, that he would undergo these things, it, it just kind of went in one ear and went out the other. And we see this notice as we continue on as after verse number chapter, verse number 32 in Mark chapter 10, what happens? James and John, and we know that they use their mother to petition Jesus. But nevertheless, James and John comes to Jesus and asks for places of honor to sit at his right hand and on his left hand in his kingdom. We need to understand that today in the church because we really don't. What they were looking for is James and John, as as the rest of Jesus's disciples, namely the apostles, they were looking for the coming of the messianic kingdom. That is, Jesus would be king over Israel and Jesus would set up not only the kingdom over Israel, but he would reign over the entire Gentile world and that all of the things that were written concerning the Messiah in the prophets, that is the things concerning the reign of Jesus, the glory of Jesus and the reign of the Messiah. That's what they were looking for. But with that perspective concerning Isaiah chapter 53, he was wounded for our transgression. And again, the writings of the psalmist in Psalm 22, talking about the suffering Messiah. And this was the very thing that Jesus was trying to tell them how he would go up to Jerusalem, be crucified and then rise from the dead. They just didn't get it. 
They just didn't understand it. And even when Jesus said it to them, it went in one ear and came out the other. How do we know? We can even see. Notice the confusion continues. James and John are looking for the glorious kingdom of the Messiah. And all of the teachings that Jesus had given them, and, and this is what, what I'm hesitating to go back, but let me say it in general speech. When Jesus talked, this is Matthew chapter 12, how that he himself withdrew the offer of the messianic kingdom from that people, from that generation during that time. And Jesus began to speak, Matthew chapter 13, of a new kingdom, a new spiritual kingdom. And this is the church today, the church with the, which exists uh, uh, that is composed of Jews and Gentiles as one people in Christ Jesus. Okay. And then afterward, and we see this in Matthew chapter 23, 24, 25, after uh, uh, such a long time had passed, then Jesus would return and set up his kingdom. So Jesus would, would teach about these particular things, but nevertheless, his disciples did not understand these things. Okay. So that's what you got to understand. And that's why we see this particular issue or the recording of blind Bartimaeus, but nevertheless, let, let's go back. So Jesus disciples did not understand Fully and completely his person as God in the flesh. They didn't understand fully his mission when he came to them in that it is needful that the Messiah should die for the sins of his people, shed his blood and be re resurrected from the dead, that it would be needful for a new creation. That is what we call the church today, the new mystery kingdom as taught in Matthew chapter 13. These things would be needful. And then after many days, the Messiah would return and set up his kingdom. They did not understand the program of God. And thus we have this miracle of blind Bartimaeus. So what happens? So as Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, what, is it, what do we see? We see all of a sudden the people are there and a blind man, Bartimaeus, and it simply means son of Timaeus. That's what his name literally means. And there he is on the side of the road. He hears that Jesus is leaving. And what happens? He begins to cry out to Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And what do the people try to do? They try to quiet him. But what? He cries out even louder. And so you can see that desperation. What? Son of David, have mercy on me. Finally, Jesus calls him, asks him what's he, what he wants. And he says, what? I want you to, I want to regain my sight. I want to see. And so Jesus simply performs the final miracle. And it's such a beautiful thing right before the crucifixion of Jesus. The final miracle is opening the blind man's eyes. Now, what do these things say and mean to us? Bartimaeus is representative of the disciples themselves. They are blind. They cannot see. 
They don't understand all of the things that I just talked about concerning Jesus, the fullness of his person, God in the flesh. But that Messiah who comes down must die, be crucified and resurrect from the dead. The plan of God, the purposes, of, they truly don't understand it. And again, remember, we can see it in James and John. They wanted to they thought they thought Jesus was about to reign right then, right now. But no, he was not. So and, and they just didn't understand it. So Bartimaeus represents the blindness of the disciples. And at the same time, too, what happens? Jesus heals Bartimaeus of their blindness, which is to say concerning the disciples of Jesus, they, too, are blind. But also like Bartimaeus, one day, Jesus, that is through the Holy Spirit, will also open up their eyes so that they can see that is so that they may understand the person, the works of Jesus, the program that Jesus has set forth before he himself begins to reign. So one day the disciples who themselves are blind will be able to understand. And what does these things what do these things say to us today, which is the very reason for the video? We need to be like Bartimaeus, because when it comes to the word of God, you need to understand there are so many things that we do not understand. We, too, are blind. And the first thing to understanding the word of God is to admit that we are Bartimaeus. We are blind. Say, I am blind and I do not know. And what do you do? You do what Bartimaeus began to do. You cry out to the Lord. But remember, when he when Bartimaeus started crying out to the Lord, what did the people try to do to hush him, to calm him down? But what did he do? Oh, he continued crying out and he cried out even louder. And this is what we should do. We should continue to. What did Jesus say? Ask and remember those present tense verbs in the Greek. Continue asking and you will receive. Continue knocking. The door will be open unto you. Continue to seek and you will find. So we need to do what? Continue asking God to open our understanding. And like Bartimaeus, cry out, cry out aloud. Say, Lord, help me to understand your word. Make me. And I like to use like in that Hebrew sense of the terminology, that grammar calls me to understand your word open my eyes so that i too can see and what happened just like jesus granted the petition of bartimaeus open his eyes so that he could see and how what jesus would later on of course open the eyes of the apostles so that they may see because it's because of them and through them we have these writings today concerning Jesus because one day they understood what Jesus was trying to say so as Jesus opened Bartimaeus's eyes he opened the apostles eyes guess what he is saying to us by application of this passage and he too will open our eyes and notice at the very end of this section at the end of verse chapter 10 what does it say when Jesus healed him immediately he regained his sight his eyes were opened the disciples understood the Bibles and we will understand the Bible but notice what 
and began to follow him on the road. Bartimaeus, as soon as he regained his sight, he did what was necessary and right for him to do. He began to follow Jesus. And when the Lord Jesus does what? He opens our understanding. He gives us sight and insight into the scriptures. We too have a responsibility from that moment on. When the Lord gives you understanding, when the Lord puts understanding before you so that you will understand the scripture, the doctrines, his way, God's way, we, you have a duty and a responsibility to obey. When God shows you the truth, you have a responsibility to do and live in that truth. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me. See you next time.